Hello, this is The Parent Panel, a time when we get one mum and one dad on the show to share their wisdom and possibly their parenting fails because really we're all in this together. Our mum today starred in a reality TV show all about housewives and our dad spends his working life making people laugh. Well, sometimes you catch yourself just being bossed around. You're going, wait, wait a second. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, I'm an adult. <laughs> Neve one day took her nappy off and just rubbed it on the wall. Oh, wow. I think you're still in the trenches with your kids. I like the expression trenches. I sometimes call it the vortex. <laughs> the Parent Panel with Siobhan Hunt. Chrissy Marsh is our mum today. She has three children aged 11, 13 and 15. And I is... know, and I'm still smiling. Are you still smiling? <laughs> I love it because they're the teen years. Wow, I know, but you know, I'm I'm really I hate to say it, but they're really great kids, and I know everyone thinks their kids are great. Hey, but, no, no, don't be don't be but, ashamed um, of having good kids. Well, I know, but it's really funny because everyone goes, "Oh my gosh," you know, the sixteen year old, you know, he's about to turn sixteen, and you know, I keep touching wood, and my mum says, "Never say never," and I'm never going to say, you know, who knows what he's going to be like tomorrow. But at the moment, it's it's amazing. It's no, yeah. you're our guiding light. Yeah, well, well you're got... our hope for the future because I think most parents whose kids are pre-teens yes. are terrified. Yeah, I think also, um, you know, it is a lot about communication. And I've got a husband that lives in Singapore, so I am in effect a single mum, but I'm not really because obviously I've got financial support from my husband and I know he's always there at any second if I need him. But I'm pretty much doing it on my own with the three of them. And I think that's probably helped me a bit because my eldest has taken on a lot of the household responsibilities. And and I felt quite bad for that. And the principal at the school did a talk on boys and said, you know, the more you give them, the more that they will handle. So, oh, you know, okay. Yeah. Arlo's only five, but we can start. Our kids are younger, aren't they, Andrew? Yeah. But before I move on, I didn't say where Chrissy was a housewife. She was a real housewife of Sydney, just not just yeah. any housewife. Exactly. Like, I'm not cleaning anything. She's you not know? cleaning anything. I want to talk more about that. No, actually, that's not why we're here. Andrew. Andrew Barnett, father of two sons, aged eight and ten, comedian, and someone who I'm, I'm seeing in your eye, like me, we're going to start our youngest, throwing stuff at them, just like Chrissy said, maybe the laundry Washing the cars, yeah. cleaning, cleaning, vacuuming, giving us breakfast in bed. Does that this happen? Is... Always. Always. Really? Should yeah. we do that now? And you should start that now. <laughs> wow. So that's a perfect age to start that happening. I started that when we lived in China, in Shanghai. And How old were they? So they were 11, uh, 9 and 7. And the youngest, the 7-year-old, used to just cut the fruit with a bread knife because I was, you know, uh-huh. and I used to literally <laughs> stay in bed. One would do scrambled eggs and they started and they still do it today. Wow. What are we doing? I'm only talking like not always, but, you know, like once a month at least. (gasps) My wife's impressed when they bring her a coffee from the machine. That is, it's just a little espresso thing. I'm flabbergasted. I'm flabbergasted. My children don't do that at all. Okay. Well, you're one step ahead. Tell us about, are you going to start now with the younger ones? Scrambled eggs. Oh, God. I don't know. Why don't we go for eggs, hollandaise or something? Yeah, well, yeah. Why? Start. Why start? Mm. If they're going to go, let's see how they go. I'd like to see them poach an egg or something. Uh, Get get a bit of a challenge in there. Consistency, right. Good omelettes like by now, you know. And that's the thing. I think, you know, we're at fault at parents if we're not exposing our kids to this now. We we should be setting – and I'm not talking about having three slaves, but, you know, sometimes it can be a bit like that, you know. (laughs) Why not? Exactly right. Right. This is how parenting should be done. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we've we've started off well. Let's Mm. get stuck into the topics. I'm keen to have more wisdom from Chrissy here. Oh, yeah. So So wise. (laughs) 
<laughs> so today we're going to be talking about finding me time as a parent, mm. childhood memories, and your secret parental shame. I'm looking forward to that one. First up, though, are we raising a generation of delicate flowers? Alex, sometimes you have to toughen up. You know how hard it was to me to get that appointment for you? Lisa, I just don't want you to have to struggle the way your mother and I did. Have to toughen up or you won't last here either. I eventually have to figure out how to do all this on my own, so... Do you have any idea how hard I've worked to get to where I am? When will these kids learn? This week, the Sydney Morning Herald published an article about millennials being fragile and entitled. And no, Elise, we're not talking about you. Our producer is a millennial. She's not fragile and entitled. The story quoted various psychologists and authors who claim that helicopter parenting, positive psychology and a move away from stoicism has contributed to children believing they can do and be anything. Chrissy, are parents too involved in their children's lives these days? A hundred and fifty percent. And and I there's see a woman it. lying in bed so, waiting for breakfast. Yes, but my, <laughs> no, my my youngest is eleven, but I have um, my parents have we have eleven grandchildren. So my my daughter's the youngest of eleven. So they range from twenty five years down, and I think they're way too involved. I mean, I had uh, one of my nieces come up and couldn't even book a taxi. You know, so I think when you say you're how old was she? Well, she was 18 at the time. Okay. Um, and I do think that they're very – they're not left to their own devices enough. I think, um, you know, parents are involved even in relationships, in finding boyfriends. In, I mean, I've Ooh. seen it. I know oh, yeah. I've seriously seen it go to all levels. And I'm not talking in my family but across the board with people you meet and see. And I, and I really think that you're not giving children the opportunity. Look at the s- situation where, you know, parents go in inside schools and start dealing with bullying issues and, and little arguments and are ripping teachers to shreds. So I think it's going on all levels from school to social life. I think that, you know, people really have to back off because it's not giving anyone an, any self-esteem. These kids are growing up thinking that they can do everything but they've got no no self-esteem to back it up. This got, they've got no depth underneath it because their parents are there for every little whim. Mm. Can, I, do, can yeah. I defend your niece there who didn't know how to order a taxi <laughs> at 18? i got to say, I didn't know how to order a taxi at 18, not because uh, I wasn't a capable, like, independent guy. I knew how to ride a bus like just any broke 18-year-old. <laughs> uh, the thought of paying for a taxi at 18, what no one in my right? family had anything to do with that sort of That's stuff. That's a good, was... good, good point. And, and, yeah. and in terms of um, your own kids, Andrew, because I've got to say, we, I find this topic really interesting because I, um, I'm i not a great parent. I'll, I'll be no, the I'm first hopeless. to put my hand up here because I, I over-empathize with my children. And so... I'm not sure that I go in to save them all the time, but I find it really hard not to do it. And I'm just wondering, Andrew, have you ever been in a situation with your kids where you've gone, okay, I should let you just fall on your face here, but I'm yeah, catch you. I um, I don't know. Like I'm, I, I wouldn't think I'm a helicopter parent so much as I'm more of a satellite parent. I'm just okay. Just you're there, but not too I'm close. I'm there. I'm like nice. just GPSing. <laughs> you know, occasionally I drop out like a good GPS will. Um, you know, I'm not quite sure what's going on. Uh, no, it is hard because it's very easy in theory to go. Oh yeah, you know, you got to teach them. But then when they're actually doing it, there is that. Like you know how to solve the problem. There is that real. Uh, tendency to want to do it yourself because it's, it's some of their problems too. It's like, 
mate, this is pretty easy. And you can tell them and they won't, or you could go and just do it for yourself, do it for them. And then Mm. life's a bit easier. I find if we baby them for any reason, the reason like my kids are probably babied too much, like, you know, get, I get their breakfast and stuff. It's just too much easier. It's so much quicker (laughs) to do it. And it's less mess. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll butter your toast just because. I'll put your shoes on. My five-year-old, I just looked at him the other day and went, dude. You can do your shoes and you can do your socks, by the way. Yeah. It's just that you fight me so much on it that sometimes I'm like, oh, God, we're going to be late. In you go, off. But you know what I find so interesting? Everyone wants to say that they're a bad parent or they're this. I mean, I'm sitting here across from you. I've met you for 10 minutes, okay? If you're a bad parent, well, why wouldn't you change it? Of course you're not a bad parent, but no one wants to say they're good at anything. I think I'm the most incredible mother ever. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. It. So why don't yes. why don't you want to say and I say it to my kids. I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm the first on the line waiting for them when they come out. I mean, I ran my own business for 15 years. I wasn't there constantly. Um, you know, I, I was obviously there when I could be and and you know, I'd read them the stories because of the mother guilt of going to work, but it, regardless of, you know, whether you work or you don't work, why is everyone these days think it's so cool to call themselves a bad parent. What well, makes I you a... it's, I don't know if it's a cool thing. I think particularly when you are aware of the, in inverted commas, right thing to do. Mm. So I know that probably the better thing for my kids is for me to say no more often, is for me to uh, let them fail more. But me as a person, I find that very hard and challenging. And so I know that I'm not living up to it. I don't think it's cool to admit I'm a bad parent. I think it's funny because... I'm the host of a parenting program yeah. and I tell everyone I'm a crap parent. But um, in, in that sense, I think um, when you've given all this information on what you should do mm. and then where you fall down on it, I would like, I, I totally take my hat off to you. I think that you're right. More parents should be saying, actually, I'm a good parent. I think my kids are, are quite good kids and they wouldn't be good kids if we weren't doing something right. Yeah. I think owning that is a bit of a challenge. I think there's also solidarity in knowing because no one really knows 100% what they're doing, I don't think. Like, it's the, one of the things, like, I just, I don't know. Like, I didn't realise that that adults, when you're a kid, you don't realise adults are just fumbling their way through. Like, <laughs> now, like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, like I yeah. said to my son a little while ago during summer, he goes, I want to go on the pool. And I said, oh, you've just eaten. You've got to wait 20 minutes. And he was like, why? Yeah, and I was exactly. like, because it's That's the rules. <laughs> And he was like, why is it a rule? I was like, I have no idea. Do you know what? That was made up in the 70s when the parents just wanted to have an extra drink (laughs) at lunch and say, you know, hold off for a bit, guys, because they didn't want to watch them in the pool. But you know it's a proper rule because everyone's parents had it, right? (laughs) That's how you know. Because there was made up rules and you you know there were made up rules because you get to school and you compare notes with your mates and you'd be like, oh, I think my dad's full of it here. Like I remember going, I was scared of the dark. My dad wouldn't let me sleep with the, the lamp on. Um, because he said, oh, you might start a fire, right? The first sleepover, <laughs> first sleepover I had at another kid's house, like it was lit up like George Street. I'm like, I, either this kid's parents don't care about fires or my dad's having me on here. Oh, and, no. But, so did you confront him? No, he was scary. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's what we all need. A bit more scary. And you know, the other part, I think as well, of the equation of owning um, your magnificence as a mother, is it culturally, it's not acceptable, really. Australia's not very good at You're not allowed to say you're a great Mm. mum. And I, you know, I say that to my kids every day. And and I think the important thing about it is... I'm a great mum. Get me some breakfast. Exactly. (laughs) Get me some breakfast. No, but, but in terms of being there, I think, you know, you can be there for them and you can do everything for them. I mm. certainly don't do everything for my kids and never have. Um, you know, I, I put a lot of responsibility on them. I don't even know what day, you know, swimming is on for my daughter at school. I don't know what day football's on for my son. I expect them to know. So a lot of mothers say to me, oh, my gosh, you know this. But, you know, my son's still got crap hanging out of his bag and he's, you know, like all over the shop getting out. Is he out. smelly? No. He is so clean. The middle one, forget it. The middle one is like, I mean, yeah. So (laughs) I'm not saying, you know, I live a perfect life and they're perfect children, but I think I am doing the the best job and I'm a pretty amazing mum. And that can be under the circumstances. You know, Nico said to me the other day, oh, mum, you used to cry a lot, um, you know, years ago. And that's when I was running my own business. I was so stressed. I was always under pressure, you know, financially, everything. So I think different times in your life, you're not going to be as good as you might be at other times, but it doesn't mean that you're a crap mum because that's life. I'm going to own that. Not Hashtag not crap mum. Yeah. <laughs> and then then one day I'll move on. Yeah. Baby exactly. steps, Chrissy. Hashtag Baby moment steps. in time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, um, do you ask your partner permission before you go out? Parenting, they say, takes a village. People often ask me, what's your main job as a midwife? I say, my job is to keep fear out of the door. What's the best response when you're lost for words? Silence. Feed, Play, Love is the bite-sized parenting podcast that's a village in your pocket. Short interviews with experts and real parents about everything from managing tantrums to making sure you get regular date nights. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Feed, Play, Love. I don't need your permission, you know. I'm done being a kept woman. I I just thought that, you know, I shouldn't get your permission first. What's wrong, Marge? Do you have to ask your husband? You don't need to ask permission. Once children come along, the way you spend your free time also changes, mainly because you have no free time. I recently wrote about how my husband and I have fallen into a bad habit of keeping tally. Our problem is that we bank each time away. So as soon as we've got one, I do do something outside the home, he's like, well, it's my turn next, blah, 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 rather than freely giving each other time to go and do what we need to do. Having said that, in some couples that I know of, one partner may go out all the time without asking if it'll have any impact on the family and therefore causes problems that way. Andrew, how do you and your partner work out that sort of time Do you keep tally or are you like, here, have a night off, go see your friends? Uh, I don't keep tally. I don't know if she does. Um, (laughs) She probably does. And what does that say? It'll come up at the the most inopportune time when we're arguing about something else. Um, But uh, she, it's funny because she, um, with with my work doing stand-up comedy, I'm out a lot at night anyway. So for me, like a night off, my, I really don't want to leave the house. Um, so if there is a night, so obviously there's, it's not a permission thing, but we've got to coordinate. Yeah. Like the, the 
calendar, sharing a calendar in our phones has been the greatest thing in the world for us because otherwise we just wouldn't know where each other were half the time, um, which has been good. It's funny, though, you ask about whether she's allowed to go out. We, um, our youngest son was away on a holiday camp, and so we just had uh, Oscar, our oldest one, at home with us last weekend. And um, on Saturday, he says to her, um, he says, are you uh, going to go out tonight, Mum? <laughs> so have you got some friends you should go out with? Because he just wanted to have a boys' night with dad. Because oh, what a sweet Well, there's this movie series he's wanted to watch for a while that he knows she won't be into, <laughs> The what Maze series? Runner. Oh right, yes. So yes. he wanted to watch that, and he thought, yeah, dad will watch that with me. We're gonna. Have so he had this whole oh, night that's planned. So cute. Like dad and I will have pizza. We'll watch this movie, mum. And she was so like, well, I can watch it with you. <laughs> Did she want to watch? <laughs> have you got friends or something, mum? You should go out. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we, we try and balance it. It's not a permission thing, but yeah, yeah. for us, it's a bit, it's a bit different. Yeah. Just cause if I'm out at night, I'm generally working. You're so, working. So there's no yeah. argument. Yeah. So you don't feel guilty. No, <laughs> I'd still do occasionally, but it's, you know, it, it just, is it's what it part is. of, yeah, part of what yeah. it is. Chrissy, I didn't realise that your husband lived in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I think when we were younger, I mean, obviously when we were here and we, you know, both working uh, really long hours, we really sort of valued the time and most of the time we'd sort of be together or go out together if, and, you know, get a babysitter. Or And he was always like, we never virtually saw a movie after. He's like, I'm not wasting $25 an hour on a babysitter to go and watch a movie. I'd prefer to go out and have drinks and have fun. And, <laughs> So I think we never really asked each other, but we do this shared calendar thing and I just think it's, yeah, it's a respect you have for someone else and it's sort of like, well, you know what, I'm going to go out on Thursday night or, you know, but but I'm not sort of one to to go out a huge amount. I mean, I did my first girls trip, um, which was for four days, which I really should be doing more of them, I decided. But How does this work? This is, My <laughs> wife's been in a few of these. If I said to her, if I came in and just said, you know what? I'm going, like she went to Melbourne with some of the, the girls. She goes to the tennis, tries to go to the Australian Open every year. And she loves it and she more than deserves to do it. But I can't imagine if I just said, you know what, I'm you know, I'm going to go to the Gold Coast with the boys for the weekend. How oh, so that many is. people do it. So many yeah. of my friends. I've, no, well, I can see the thing for me and my family is that I haven't had any girls weekends away. But what I did have was um, my thing is yoga. I love yoga. And I've I had, just started doing yoga. yoga. Retreat. Yeah, I'm it was a yoga retreat. Well, it takes time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not good at it. I've been doing oh, it for 20 years. So, so I've, then the instru- I've decided the instructors and I aren't the same species. <laughs> Yeah, they I worked can... that out when I went to Shanghai and there were all these girls that looked like they'd been ripped off the cover of some fabulous uh, That's health That's not magazine. the yoga I do, people. Yeah. Mm. Not the yoga I do. But the point is that I had a reason to go away and it, I hadn't been on a retreat for 15 years or Anyone something. Anyone can pick a reason. That's very true. <laughs> is that what but he said? <laughs> the point is you have to, I suppose, have a reason. So if my husband said, and he's been away, but he's been away for buck shows. So I, we had the experience where he was going away with his mates for buck shows before I ever went on a retreat. And that was a, I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with him saying I want to go away for a weekend anyway, but that's how it was always presented. It's like, well, I've been invited away. It's such and such. I've got to do it. So, I, yeah. I don't think Nat would have any problem with me. In fact, she probably wouldn't care at all. But You just don't think it happens I as just, much. Well, I just wouldn't. Um, it would never occur to me. Maybe but, you don't like your friends. No, I just don't. 
I, to be honest, <laughs> I travel enough for work. I just, with yeah. time off, I'm like, I'm going to just yeah. stay and do nothing. I but love Chrissy, doing nothing. But you were saying I think you it, enjoyed it and you should do it more. What yeah, was but I also think it? It, it, it depends on how old your children are. Yeah. So I think when you're in the throes of it and your kids are really small, I mean, our holidays were sort of limited to a three-hour range at any time. I mean, we were virtually planted here, put the heating on the pool, much easier than thinking of going anywhere or traveling anywhere. Kids are out of a routine. You move to a holiday destination. It's just a harder problem and, you know. Different so location. Different location, thing. exactly. So a lot of our holidays were spent at home. And so I think, you know, it is it is an interesting, um, it depends on what, like my son can babysit now. So really I could go out any night of the week if I wanted. You've got so. a self-sustaining system at home. Exactly. That's amazing. I have breakfast at home. I've got this. Hold on. How old's the son that babysits? Uh, he's 15. Damn it. Yeah. That's a bit, way, bit of a way I know. off But, but he sort yeah. of started like a daytime, you know, now here or there from when he was about 13. I mean, that's a whole other topic for and another. And he's a nice kid too because what if yeah. your kid's not that nice they to fight. their siblings? Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, and you can't my, leave him alone. What could happen? My boys are good. Good, but they, yeah, like, they like to just niggle each other just really. Don't you think niggle. they niggle more when you're there, though? Uh, I think my kids fight more when I'm there than when I'm not. But you've both got two. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do yours? I think, I think when there's another one in the mix, it sort of balances it out a little bit more. Mm. Have another baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> absolutely not. Not worth it. I'll put up with the bickering. Can it, exactly. it work if you get a dog? I'm yeah, thinking yeah. maybe dogs get a dog good. as a third dog's child. just like another baby. Okay, mm. we'll get a dog. I got a dog. Oh, <laughs> you just I'm need a babysitter. Yeah. I'm really confused. What are we talking about? <laughs> Let's move on. We're talking about permission. Permission. Yeah, that's well. The you one. guys have. Got and do you know it what? I think I think every relationship's different. True. You know, and whether your partner travels or whether, and I think it's up to you to build a mutual respect for each other, and it shouldn't be a tally system. Mm. Because women do way more. We know that. <laughs> Are you listening, husbands? So. Uh, okay, look, good memories of childhood are like little treasures we hold on to. So what memory? What memories do our guests hold dear from their own childhood? And what do they want their own children to remember? Anyway, these are Riley's memories, and they're mostly happy, you'll notice, not to brag. But the really important ones are over here. I don't want to get too technical, but these are called core memories. Each one came from a super important time in Riley's life. Uh, like when she first scored a goal. Oh, that was so amazing. That's from the fabulous movie Inside Out, where Joy is explaining how memories work. When it comes to how we remember our own childhood, there are certain things that stand out. Me, I was, um, my memories are all about stuffed toys, C.S. Lewis, Narnia books, The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, very formative in my life. You know, Summer Storms, for example, watching Red Faces was a special treat for <laughs> mum and dad. And now I look at my children now and I wonder what will they remember? What will be the things that they cherish from their childhood? Chrissy, what are your fondest memories of childhood? I grew up in Queensland and I grew up on a property and we had horses and dogs and a hundred birds. And so I, I really had an idealistic childhood. Um, and that's another thing I think these days as well, it's bad to sort of say you've had the perfect childhood. You know, everyone wants to have some story of, 
Not Whoa. story. Yeah, exactly. And I almost feel guilty sometimes because my parents are and, you know, still are the most incredible, um, very grounding, didn't watch a lot of TV, were outside the whole time, didn't have a lot of neighbours. So most of the time it was just our family. Um, and so for me, it was very much about being outside, outdoors, looking after animals, a death of an animal really stands out in my mind, you know, when I lost a horse. And so I think that that teaches you um, and that's what you really hold dear. And I think I've tried to create that for my children um, living in a three-bedroom apartment in Shanghai. I tried to create the country life. So we, <laughs> <laughs> so we had like two water dragons, which we used to swim in our bath. We, um, we had about 100 crickets, which we used to let in. We had dragonflies. Oh we had um, two dogs. So I'd sort of bring – I was trying to always bring nature. And so they dealt with loss and death and, you know, sort of preparing them for all these things. So, And I'm pretty much like that now that we've moved back home to Bondi. I'm, I'm sort of the same. Um, trying to create very much outdoor. Our family's all about food, eating, cooking. Um, so, yeah. Yes, yeah. lovely. What about you, Andrew? Do you have any um, lasting memories of childhood? That... Yeah, I was thinking about that. My, my favourite memories of childhood were those just summer holiday, long summer holidays where even just being at home, I was in a small country town and just the having nothing to do and having to find stuff to occupy yourself. Like I used to play a lot of backyard cricket with my brother. I'd get in my bike, ride round to a mate's place. You'd ring mum at lunch to let her know whose house you were at, that you were getting fed and you'd get home, make, make sure you were home by dinner. And it was just that, that weird independence of a small country town. I remember going to, we used to go to the, the uh, Tucker bag, which is the local supermarket. And we get the cans of drink off the shelf, which were much cheaper than the ones in the fridge. <laughs> And we'd get them and we'd hide them under the frozen peas and we'd go, just kill time for about 20 minutes, come back, get our icy cold can of like, you know, RC Cola or whatever it was we were buying because off brand because it was cheaper again. Yeah. And we'd get that. And I remember one time, because we'd have our backpacks and stuff, I remember getting the manager was convinced we were stealing stuff. We never stole anything from him. Sure, those but, peas? Did you pay for the peas? Yeah, no, they no, left. we didn't. Oh, you left it we under the We left them. Oh, so right, we'd just okay. pop them under the oh, peas, yeah, go right, back when okay. the can was cold, take oh, it, perfect. go buy the can. And so he was convinced we were up to no good. We were just trying to steal refrigeration, essentially. <laughs> just things like that. But with, with my own kids now, I think, I hope they remember what, some of my favorite nights, especially winter nights, if I've got a Saturday night off and we'll have... Um, whether it's a boys' night because my wife goes out, or we just we do it all as a family, you know. In winter, I'll we got a little fireplace in the lounge room, and so make a fire. I'll make homemade pizzas, and we'll watch a movie. And it's just simple, that sort of just simple stuff that they they love it. We've been through, you know. So we go through like you know we start the Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter, and we watch all of them, and then we. So now, yeah, my oldest one's on this Maze Runner series that we've got to watch. So just stuff like that. I hope they'll remember, but who knows what their favourite bits will be. Yeah, it's so interesting. They're so bombarded with information. It'll be interesting to see what this generation... Yeah, what they hold on to. Well, our final topic in just a moment, your secret parental shame. I have a terrible secret to confess, Mr. DiCaprio. I have never told anyone that, not even my husband. Secrets? I have no secrets. If you ever tell anyone about that, I will kill you. <gasps> my secret shame. A recent office discussion at Babyology circled around the things that we hide from our kids. One colleague said she likes to shop alone at Kmart eating clinkers. 
She, again, says she doesn't steal them. She pays for them, the empty packet on her way out. Uh, I have a tendency to move closer to the cheesels at a kid's birthday party and just eat those. (laughs) Or perhaps there have been maybe a couple of times, because I know my kids aren't listening, I may steal a couple of chocolates from their party bags when they're not Oh, I always do that. Andrew, do you have a secret parental shame? I don't. I, I, I've eaten lots of their Easter eggs this Easter because um, they both had the bags just and they're just sitting there and they've gone to bed and I thought, well, nice. Chocolate goes good with whiskey and I'm having whiskey. <laughs> so um, probably, yeah, probably. I try not to let them, like, i got to be honest, and it's not a good thing, but some of the going to the school stuff, some of it I just, even some of the their sports stuff, like you just like, it's good. I feel That's good that I did remember. it, but yeah. the bit, yeah, I feel good that I did it, but that, that in the morning getting up to take him to cricket, the last thing I want to do is get out of bed and I try and hide the fact that yeah, you don't want to do it. Yeah. That I don't want to do it. That's the level we've got them. to as parents these yeah. days that we hide. You're actually doing it. Yeah. There's nothing to be ashamed of. I know hiding that I've got a hangover. That's a good one. I just thought about <laughs> hiding that I've got a hangover and pretending I'm really chirpy after I've been mm. out and I had way too much to drink. That's probably yeah. a good one. I, I did that. I had one. We had a, we just did a season of um, a show on Fox Fox Cricket and we um, we finished the night before. We finished the last show and we went out for drinks. And so the next morning I got home very late and we just we'd had a crazy lot of work. And so it was then, then the drinks and then – so and then I remember – I was hungover as, and I remember the boys saying to to my wife, they go, Mom, Dad is so tired today. He's just, oh, he's so tired. I'm like, yeah. She's like, yeah, he's just tired. Yeah. He's just tired. Get up. The reason he smells like beer too, mate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we, we did a recent, um, we were in Thailand, and you had to, we went to this elephant sanctuary, and they were explaining that the elephants, um, because they've been abused, really smell alcohol. And they're like, um, anyone who drank last night, you know, put up your hand, because you might have to have some mints and that, because the elephants get really afraid. You, my husband was too afraid to touch the elephant. I'm like, okay, someone went hard on the scotch last night. <laughs> and didn't tell me. Exactly. <laughs> well, guys, that was our um, final topic. It has been such a pleasure to have you both here. But before you go, we do like to um, give people a, a chance to say what's going on, if they'd like to spruik anything that they're working on at the moment. Uh, and if you don't have anything, just where you are online. So, Chrissy, where can people find you? Um, and- I'm the real Chrissy Marsh as opposed to the fake one. <laughs> Well, someone had already stolen Chrissy Marsh, so that's why I became the real Chrissy Marsh. So, um, yeah, and I've I've also got a YouTube. I talk a lot about, you know, life and my my perfect upbringing (laughs) (laughs) and being a perfect mother and how perfect I am. And how wonderful you are. (laughs) Exactly right. So you can hear about that at, um, you know, Real Chrissy Marsh. And we'll put links to that in the episode notes for this. And, and Andrew, what's going on for you at the moment? So online, I'm Mr. A Barnett, Twitter and Instagram. But uh, at the moment, I am performing in the Sydney Comedy Festival. I've got shows this weekend, the 4th and 5th, uh, at the uh, Wild Oats Wine Bar at the Enmore Theatre. Um, 9.30 Saturday night, 8.30 Sunday night. Good parenting times. Uh, <laughs> but there is, there is a fair bit of... There is a fair bit of uh, stuff about parenting in the show, so um, if yeah, if you want to come along, there Enough. are tickets still available. Sydney Comedy Festival, and uh, yeah, we'll put links up to that in our notes as well, guys. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having you. I'm Siobhan Hunt. You can find me at Siobhan Hunt. See you next time. You've been listening to the Parent Panel, a babyology podcast hosted and written by Siobhan Hunt. 
produced and edited by Elise Cooper. For more information on the show, or maybe you want to do a deep dive onto previous episodes, you can find out all you need to know on our website. Head to babyology.com.au slash parent panel. See you next time.